This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I've done you a little treat for your introduction. Pod save the king! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the King. I'm your host, Anne Ripper. I wasn't originally going to be doing an episode this week, but then Zoe Forsey got in touch because she wanted to come on and chat. And how could I possibly turn down lovely Zoe? So Zoe, so lovely to see you all the way across the Atlantic via the wonders of Zoom. Hello, thank you so much for having me back. I've missed you all so much. How are you? How's it been? It's been great. We've been missing you. I've been enjoying catching up with Russell and my various other friends who've come on the show. But yeah, we definitely miss you and are excited to hear about your adventures stateside. First thing I must do actually is uh, for regular listeners, I'm sorry the episode didn't land on Thursday last week. There was a minor glitch in the space-time continuum and uh, oh, Dan's looking a bit sad face up in the gallery, uh, but it, the button was pressed, so it did go out. But if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, it is the infamous episode of the Nations Tour that has been bounced around all over the show. So probably only fitting that it is one of the very rare occasions when we missed our Thursday slot and it landed a little bit late, but it is well worth going back and listening to. Oh, has Dan been slacking since I've been off? Has he not been publishing episodes? I this will come terrible. over there and I will get you. Uh, it was just the classic case one button and uh yeah anyway never mind the gremlins the gremlins have been beaten um lots to talk about today we're going to hear a bit more chatting about Meghan and Harry than we have done in um recent episodes partly to get the American view for or uh, British girl in American view on Meghan and Harry from your time state size and also because they've actually popped up again doing some stuff so we've got a bit more of a view of what um what their sort of time ahead looks like with some exciting projects on the horizon thank you to all of our listeners who got in touch after the episode two weeks ago where we had a big discussion about whether prince george should or should not join the military show so i will be sharing some of your messages later and then there'll be another big raging very important royal debate to talk about as well not quite as um, monumental as whether someone should serve in the military maybe but I mean, we're probably we're back on the scones level of debate. Maybe a little bit more important than that. We'll see, but still national identity. Anyway, enough of that, Zoe. Um, so great to see you. And it is an exciting day. We're recording on Wednesday and it is the first day of themirror.com. It is, yes. We launched this morning. Uh, it's been very, very exciting. It's been a crazy few weeks, but it's been really good so far. Um, yeah, kind of covering a bit of everything, really, news and 
showbiz but we're still doing some royal stuff which has been really lovely and obviously has allowed me to keep my my royal geek hat on as well um and kind of speaking to lots of americans in the office has been really interesting as well kind of hearing their thoughts on the royal family and megan and harry so what's your take on how it's quite difficult to gauge i think from over here how big a deal or not megan and harry are in america like are they in fully in that sort of celebrity sphere or maybe not even celebrity sphere but like public figure ever present being talked about or are they sort of a bit quieter I mean, it's been a slightly funny time because it's been a slightly less sort of tangible appearances and things from them but what's your sort of take on that side of things yeah, so I'd say it's been it's been quite difficult to get a grasp of it so far because I said so I've been here five weeks now, which has gone terrifyingly quickly. Um, but in that time, we haven't really seen Meghan and Harry do doing much or doing anything. Uh, what I'm really you know seeing how the stuff that's dr- just dropped in traditional royal style. Of course, everything of interest drops ten minutes before we <laughs> before, before we, we record due to better go than, live. Better than ten minutes after. Exactly. That's very true. Very true. Uh, But it'd be interesting to see how this story lands. Um, I've not seen, I think I was expecting to come over and see Meghan and Harry as bigger, more kind of prominent celeb figures over here, but I haven't seen anything so far. Again, it might be different. They've not done any red carpet since I've been here. We've not seen them, you know, out and about. But one thing that I am really noticing here is the love for Princess Diana is still so, so strong. Like when you say, I would say in the UK, if you say the royal family to people, the, the first names that people's minds will come to head, you know, either the late Queen or Kate, um, or kind of Meghan and Harry, and that's all, you know, the kids. But if you say the royal family to everyone over here, Diana is the first name on everyone's lips. Um, and I think that's, you know, I found that really interesting as well. Um, and I think it'll be particularly interesting as well on that thought of when the crown uh, comes back, obviously later this year, because this series is completely focused around Diana's death, um, and it'd be interesting to see how that, you know, how that is received here. Yeah, how it's quite strange because I don't know. I guess Diana is one of those figures. She's kind of present. She's very much part of the fabric of life here, I guess. And there's you know references to her in culture and just ongoing and and her death, obviously massively. I don't know. It was a, it was a real touchstone moment and her her life has had a lasting influence as well never mind her death but yeah it does feel like I don't know it's it's not an ongoing obsession as as it was probably maybe even 10 years ago there was still uh, you know there was a our our sister title the express would regularly have Diana something on the front page and that has sort of faded I think a bit so and I guess it will be Oh, like whether whether the royal family feels like they need to have their own cut through in America, you know, there isn't there isn't anybody who has got that sort of inspirational fairy taleness, I guess, of Diana because she was so young. There was the big dress. It was that. It was a fairy tale, and it's. I mean, Kate's a modern fairy tale. That's fine, but she's quite. It's 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 a different time. It's a different world, and there are. I mean, celebrity life is very different as well. I think it's fair to say. But as I said, obviously now Megan and Harry have, we have had something from them today, which is really lovely. We had this video that dropped, as I said, about kind of half an hour before we stepped in here. So obviously this is Wednesday, late Wednesday morning, US time. Um, That's one thing that's nice, actually, because obviously normally when we covered Megan and Harry in the UK, 
where they were working on American timings and we were working UK. It was always that time of the day where we were all about to, we were packing up our desks to go home <laughs> and it would always drop and you'd always end, always end up having to stay a couple of hours late to cover it. So it was very nice that happening at 10am rather than it happening at, you know, kind of five o'clock as it, as it would do if I was in London. Uh, but this new video, um, they made some surprise co- phone calls to uh, recipients of the Responsible Technology Youth Power Fund um, which is not the catchiest of names, but totally it's really important. Yeah. <laughs> Had to write it down here in big letters, so I said it right. Um, so this, these are kind of grants that are going to people. Archwell's a founding member of this organisation, so grants of a total of two million dollars, ranging from kind of twenty five thousand to two hundred of kind of different organizations that are working to you know responsible technology and so yeah they made loads of phone calls to some of the people that have received these to kind of thank them for their work Um, and it was really lovely actually they kind of made a comment about you know harry said you know thank you for everything doing our kids are especially or are incredibly grateful and then megan kind of had to butt in and say you know like not butt in sorry that's really horrible it had to kind of you know add to add to it you know oh they don't know yet but they will be like you know kind of pointing out um that it's going to be the children that really benefit from this and um, which was really good and um, yeah it was a really nice video actually kind of set in their garden of their home really casual really chilled it was really lovely and nice to see them kind of you know, they were both look so happy and beaming and yeah, no, it was, it was a cute video. What did you think of it? It was, yeah, I thought it was really, really smiley. And I thought, um, yeah, it's a very Instagram ready kind of backdrop that you just, I just naturally in my garden have two very nice uh, vertical trees and a lovely garden bench. It was quite, um, it's quite a small garden bench. So they were quite close and um, cuddled up together. Well, not exactly cuddled up, but so very much sort of turned in towards each other you've got the phone between them on speakerphone which they're sharing which is you know I'm sure how we all have all of our important conversations (laughs) totally natural but you know they were very smiley I thought the young people that they spoke to were um they were also very smiley and very articulate it was really nice to sort of hear from them it was it felt very glossy and it was I thought it was I've really been enjoying the video content on the UK royal families, well, particularly William and Kate's um, Instagram recently, and they've got a very modern, if you know, it feels like a very social media style. They've got this sort of new style, I feel like, of the way they're doing things, and it feels very slick and quite snappy. And this felt quite, I don't know, a bit more... I don't know, corporate somehow, maybe. It's, maybe that's slightly unfair, but it, it just had a slightly different feel while in some ways doing kind of the same thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I know what you mean, actually. I hadn't thought about that comparison to Kate and Williams, actually, because I think I remember, was it just, I think it was just after the Jubilee or just before the Jubilee that Kate and William got this new, it felt like a kind of new video person or of a new and it was all their socials look great it was all kind of behind the scenes it was such a good idea and it's that modern way of doing it but this was very much in fitting with how how Megan and Harry have done things since the start of as you said it's very it's made to look that casual thing that they're just sitting around having a chat but it's obviously that very well put together and you know it's very well shot it feels very Hollywood it feels very fitting with who they are and I guess more the differences between them probably looks at the different audiences they are targeting we know that in the UK everyone loves the behind the scenes everyone loves the kind of seeing how it works but the more Hollywood approach to it is I guess you know it is that more polished version oh yeah it was nice to see them looking so you know I don't know just they did look happy and they did look like they were enjoying themselves and I think it 
I guess it maybe reminds me a little bit as well. Daniel Jackson occasionally gets to ring up competition winners. And it's the best phone calls that you can make, essentially, when you ring somebody with some happy news and just surprise them with something that they weren't expecting, which is, you know, when you get a member of the royal family, even an estranged member of the royal family ringing you up, it's probably a bit of a, you know, a bit of a surprise. Um, So it's Megan's birthday on Friday. Oh, just quickly before we move on from just working with that, I just want to talk about Megan's outfit because I thought she looked amazing. Um, So she was wearing, obviously Harry did too. Harry was wearing some brown chinos and a white shirt. Uh, But Megan was wearing this kind of like camel-coloured sleeveless top and a matching skirt uh, that are from a uh, Malibu brand, um, which I really loved. I just thought it was such a great look, that kind of casual but very cool, very sophisticated look, just with some kind of simple gold earrings. But I thought it was a great look for her. I really liked it. I thought she looked lovely. It was a very classic Megan look. Yeah. You know, if you if you were presented with an array of clothes, I think you could quite easily say, yes, Megan would like that one. I think that would. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say as well, obviously, on this video, one of the reasons that I think people have got so excited about it is because it's obviously there's been all these rumours flying around um, about you know, there may be some troubles in their marriage and things like that. So I think lots of fans, you know, friends have said this is absolutely not true and it's not the case. But I think lots of fans will just be really happy to see them, as you said, looking very cuddly on that bench, sitting side by side. Um, I think lots of, we've asked Judy James, who's obviously a kind of friend of the podcast. Um, she's looking at them, looking at those that video for us now to give us her insights of it. And um, so we'll hopefully be able to share that with you soon as well. But yeah, I think it was, you know, I think it's what, what fans wanted to see. They wanted to see this nice, nice video kind of, you know, of them just looking happy together. Yeah. I mean, I was never buying any of that. People just because you're married doesn't need to mean you need to be in each other's pockets and doing all the same things all the time. And in fact, it's actually quite unnatural a lot of the time to be, you know living together and working together and doing everything together all the same so good to have some separate projects and even some separate adventures to go off traveling and that kind of thing so harry harry's off to play polo and off to tokyo megan's going to come to invictus in dusseldorf so that'll be exciting seeing them over here in in europe as well and then then harry's not been mentioned in the travelist board update stuff so it's there's you know it's still I think we're still trying to work out, okay, what happens What happens next for them? It feels like they're at the next launching off point for their new careers. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's so much, you know, kind of so much going on at the moment. And obviously we had that change, which I know that you guys have spoken about, you know, where they, uh, what was what's the phrasing of it? Uh, mutually agreed to part ways, I think, was the Spotify line wasn't Classic it and football been... manager yes has been very <laughs> but you never quite know which way but usually exactly just inside but yeah kind of huge changes around that and you know there's a bit going on but you know I think it's as you said I think it's completely normal for a couple to work on separate projects they did their stuff in the first few you know the first few years after they split where they were still Meghan O'Hara the Duke and Duchess of Sussex this couple that stepped away from the royal family but now the royal family just to clarify sorry sorry (laughs) oh what did I say what did I say split oh gosh sorry and normally that'd be a thing right sorry yeah split from the royal family um but you know as again we no one really there was no blueprint of how to follow of how they were going to do this and you know if as with everything you have to see how it works see what works and adapt and I think the fact that they're both doing things that they're passionate about is is great 
So, you know, centre bar is obviously something that Harry has worked on for a long time. So great that he's going to be off to be playing at the polo. And I saw Zoe Forsey that you did something that I've been wanting to do for ages and haven't quite managed to do yet. You went to the polo. Tell me about I it. I did How go to it? the what polo. It was really, it was really fun. It was really lovely. Um, it was interesting. Uh, I what I've just found more than interesting. Everyone just assumed that they heard my heard my accent and assumed that I'd know exactly what was happening. And lots of people were asking me the rules and what was going on. And I was coming to say to everyone, I have absolutely no idea what's happening. And I think because so many people just know polo from seeing pictures of Prince William and Prince Harry playing, that they assumed it was a huge thing in the UK like I spent so much time explaining to people like no we don't go to the polo like we go we go to the football we go to the rugby sometimes we go to the cricket they're the kind of sports that you know the majority of people will follow um and but polo is not up there and I, I think I spent most of my day explaining to people no we this isn't how everyone casually spends their Saturdays I mean we'd like to and I'm sure you're the same as me if I would much you know had such not a lovely time like no exactly Exactly. So no, it was really lovely. It was really nice. Um, it was kind of like lots of game. Like what I just couldn't get over, which I'd be really interested to see if it's the same for the club that Harry plays for, but it was so family orientated. So in all of the breaks, you go on to everyone, everyone in the uh who's watching goes onto the pitch to stamp down the grass because obviously where the horses are. Have you ever seen Pretty Woman? Yes. Do the they film. do it in that? Yeah. yeah. So this is my main experience of watching polo is watching Pretty <laughs> Woman. And she gets very excited when she gets to go on and stamp down the divots. It's got like some special name, which I've forgotten. Because it's uh, a long time yes. since I've seen that film. It but, does. Um, I completely forgot it happened in that. I should have, I should have, if I'd have remembered that, I would have looked like a pro. But I was kind of following everyone a bit lost saying, are we meant to be doing this? Because, you know, if you do that at the foot, you know, if you do that at the football, you do that at the rugby, it'd be very much frowned upon. They would not, you know, not like it if you saw a bit of a, you know, a bit of a bump in the grass that you went down. Yeah, exactly. Um, But no, so that was really good fun. And then little things like, in the in the other the breaks between the games, the players just come out and chat to everyone. So everyone goes up and says hello. They all brought their kids out. You know, the 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 players and you know there were some really top players there. They were all kind of running around with their kids. At the end, they come round and high. They come round the edge of the pitch and high five everyone. Like it's a real family um, atmosphere there, and it made me kind of understand a bit more, perhaps about why Harry and Meghan do love it so much. If it is a real community you know you are it is a real community thing everyone knows each other there's that real support and love there which i thought was lovely this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda whether it's a breezy zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright chloe blazer for brunch Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you had a nice day out. It's um, very nice. Uh, Prince William is heading stateside as well. 
I know. I thought it was awfully nice of um, the royal family to realise that I might be missing Russell. So, you know, to organise a little <laughs> trip to him to come out and say hello. Little reunion. Um, yes, that's really nice. So he's heading out uh, later this, this year. He's here for the Earthshot Prize Innovation Summit. So this is where the 2023 finalists will be named. It's a two-day visit in September, which somehow is next month. That's quite terrifying. I've just looked at my diary to see that it's August. Um, so it actually falls in New York Climate Week, uh, which will be really good. So he was due to come over last year for the, uh, for, I think it was the, a different event to do with it. I've gone completely blank on what it was. Sorry, that's terrible. Uh, but it was just after the uh, late Queen's passing. So it was when the royal family were in mourning. So that's why that had to be cancelled. Uh, so it's really nice for him to kind of come back over and do that. Obviously, Kate and William have been to New York before. Uh, but we, you know, she wasn't mentioned on this one. So we think he's coming on his own. But you know, it'd be a really lovely trip ahead uh, of the actual awards, which are in November in Singapore. Um, so yeah, it's be really exciting actually to see him see him here, and I'm going to see if, see what I can do, see if I can go down and you know, announce any crowds anywhere or any walkabouts. I'm going to see if I can go down and give him a wave. Oh well, we look forward to you, you sending us your voice notes from uh, from the crowd. Um, and William, he's clearly sort of building up a little bit towards that Earthshot um, prize because on Sunday, you know, going back to surprising people, he was surprising people with burgers. Which I know, seen, I saw we've seen this. Kate doing pizzas recently, and now they're on to burgers. So, um, yeah, so he was he joined up with the team at Sorted Food to celebrate the winners of the Earthshot Prize with an Earthshot burger recipe. Sounds, I mean, I, I'd try it. I'm a big fan of a burger. So they used some uh, not plus natural and biodegradable food packaging created from seaweed, which sounds like an excellent thing. We should all be trying to avoid the plastic. And then um, portable stoves that use biomass for fuel. And then um, greenhouse in a box, which supports smallhold farmers um, sheltering their crops from from sort of unpredictable weather. So, and again, some of the reactions of people were very funny. And I, I don't know, William is, he's quite awkward dad, isn't he? In a very endearing way at, at, at those kinds of things. And, you know, he's very good humoured and engaging with it. But it's, I don't think, you'd never call him Hollywood slick, I don't think. So, uh, but it was good to see him there. But I do think it's, I, I love this event. And I think it's such a good idea of how I think that Kate and William are just absolutely bossing it at the moment, doing such a good job. Again, it's it's clever ways of making a good photo op for things like this because you know like there's obviously this is such an important project something they're both so passionate about but there's only so many you know if you do speeches and stuff it does go but I think as you said this is such a good way the pictures were great of him kind of you know he was you know taking all the orders and chatting to everyone he had his sleeves rolled up didn't he and it's just such a good way of making people think about the day-to-day impacts on it, as you said, of these different ingredients and these plastic three plastic free way of doing things that, you know, as we said, everyone loves a burger. Everyone eats burgers a lot. Like it's a great way, I think, to make it make people feel that they can actually do a part of it themselves rather than, you know, when you think about stuff about kind of uh, cli- you know the climate and things like that so much of it can look quite intimidating in terms of well what can I do as a normal person? You know, it's huge, it's a big governments need to do all this. But these little really you know, if things that feel really achievable in day to day, I think is such a clever way of tackling it. And, you know, just a, a really good, a really good point for William to make. That's interesting what you say about, you know, trying to make sure you always have good photo opportunities to try mm. and promote the important causes, because, you know, 
at least as important, I think, is probably him, his the support for the Fleming Centre, which is going to be trying to tackle antimicrobial resistance. So, you know, the fact antibiotics are reducing ineffectiveness. And, yeah, that's a hugely important thing, but a lot harder probably to make a, um, you know, a sexy, <laughs> a fun photo opportunity. Yeah. So possibly didn't get quite the same um, the same pickup, but again, like a really important issue. Right now, we're coming to the big important debate of the week. It's a return of chinos as well because we talked about Prince Harry was wearing chinos, and when we talk about Prince George a little bit later, I think chinos might make another appearance, or maybe they were jeans. But um, yes, William apparently does not like wearing a kilt when he goes to Scotland. And some people feel like he really should wear a kilt when he goes to Scotland, because when he's in Scotland, that's what he should do. Prince Charles, well, King Charles, as he is now, he enjoy, He seems to enjoy wearing a kilt. Um, and But apparently William doesn't. And I was, I was thinking back to the Father's Day picture that was shared on the Royal Family page, and that was Charles in a kilt and William and Harry in chinos. And I just thought, well, I mean, kilts are great if you like wearing them but I don't think you should feel compelled to wear them and there's a friend I went to a friend's wedding um in February he's Scottish he was getting married in Scotland so I assumed he would get married in a kilt and that there would be a Kaylee. there were neither of these, these things he got himself a very nice tweed suit and some orange trainers and he looked very stylish but he was him it was him and it was his character and there was no Kaylee, but there was a very good disco so um yeah but can you go to like the Highland Games and important events in scotland without wearing a kilt when you are prince william or duke of rothesay and the future king of scotland i don't know what do you think oh it's a hard one isn't it because it's that thing you know i don't think anyone should ever be told what they should or shouldn't wear um but and as you said we know that charles loves wearing them he wears them a lot you know and he's got all the you know, and even even if they don't wear them, we've seen, you know, Kate and Camilla will put the, you know, the, the different tartans in or they make an effort to kind of show the show the tartan if even obviously, you know, not in a kill. Um yeah, I, I just don't I don't think anyone should be made. I know it's a real basic point to make, but I just don't think anyone should be made to wear anything they don't. And they are, they are a lot. Um my you know, quite a few of my really good friends are Scottish, so we'll go to lots of Scottish weddings and the, the kilts are there and it's so split in terms of some people love wearing them and any opportunity they've got to wear a kilt that, you know, they're straight away, but others just don't like wearing them. It's, you know, they're, they're heavy. There's the bat, you know, you've got like, it's not bad. God, this is going to get me in all sorts of trouble now with everyone in Scotland. It's got a fancy name. The Sporran, that's the one. Um, the Sporran at the front, they're really heavy and, and they're also really expensive. You know, lots of people don't, I know probably that's not. That's probably not what concerned. <laughs> no, but you know, I'm just think, talking more generally about people who do or don't wear them. Um, but maybe even if he doesn't wear the kilt, he could wear a little, little something, you know, do a bit of a, you know, the Royal Women normally do that line of having something of the tartan in there. Maybe maybe a tartan suit. Why could we not yes. bring that in? Ooh. Ooh, tartan chinos. There we go. Tartan chinos. Let's <laughs> oh, combine the two, comba- two debates Bain into the one. Fashion police. the fashion police. Yeah. So, <laughs> King Charles is up there. In fact, today they've just posted a picture 14 minutes ago on the Royal Family Instagram. He is at the Eight Doors Distillery in John O'Groats. Time for a wee dram, they say. And he is indeed wearing his kilt. I think it is one of those things like if you can wear it and feel confident in it and feel good, it looks really good. And if you don't and you're sort of a bit awkward with it it probably looks and feels terrible but anyway yeah. just to say, listeners do feel free to let us know whether you would like to see prince william's 
knobbly or otherwise knees in a kilt <laughs> now or ever. Um, because yeah, so the, the debate we were having last time, um, was we had quite a big discussion about whether Prince George should serve in the military or not because there'd been a discussion that perhaps he he wouldn't need to so I did ask our listeners on Instagram to let us know what they thought and I've totted up the responses that kind of came out clearly one way or the other so yes said 62.5 percent of the people who replied with a sort of definitive view and 37 and a half percent said it should be his choice um here are some of the comments that people shared thank you to everybody who sent a message um and sorry i can't share all of them dana marie 52 says as an american i always give a little more credit to politicians who served melizabeth day says yes because it sets the tone for service if not needs to do major service in another capacity suzanne says it is his decision but yes he should find a way to make it for his given talents and interests Emils2155 says, leave him alone. He's 10. That decision shouldn't be made for several years. Um, Jess Fove, I think that's entirely up to him. Let him decide without expectations. Sahel Pert says, yes, it is a form of respect for the country you will represent one day and installs appreciation. Fiona Stacey, 1986. No, as a prince, he should be able to choose his own path. Steph, MW101, says, I do think it should be his decision. I think there are many forms of service. Sheriff Fuchsius, as head of state, probably, but it's the 21st century. So if he wants to go to business school, let him. Um, Miss CMW, it makes sense for the role he will fulfill and most likely he'll regret it if he doesn't when he becomes king. Megan Zola says, I think it would be ideal. Shows a commitment to the people and his duties. And finally, Cathy Marchetti commented on the actual Instagram picture itself publicly. She said, just listen to this episode. Good grief. Prince George is only 10 and you're hand-wringing over whether he'll serve in the military. Do you get that worked up all over all the prime ministers that haven't served but send people into war? Very fair point. The notion that if the monarchy is to survive, Prince George needs to serve seems a bit over the top. I'm not sure that we said that the monarchy wouldn't survive if he didn't serve, but I take your point. Oh, that's why you're tabloid writers, not actual historians. But anyway, we're looking to the future and it's always fun to talk about what may or may not happen and have a big debate um, and I guess it does also illustrate the weirdness of being a member of the royal family that in theory, part of, you know, not just being king, but these other steps in your life are mapped out for you. Um, I think one of the point? points in, yeah, I was going to say one of the points in there, actually, I hadn't thought about. I, again, don't, I don't believe he should be forced to, you know, don't think you, and the military is obviously extremely hard and extremely tough. I think anyone that goes into it, not wanting to go into it is not, you know, it's not going to be. Um, something for them but the point that someone made if he wants to go to business school that's and you know that actually that's true maybe that would be really interesting you know having someone with that experience and that knowledge you know is that a case of someone you know obviously he will still you know when he's on the throne would it actually do quite well to have someone that has a really really detailed knowledge of a different industry of law or business or do you know something like that could that bring something new as an alternative head of the firm with a business oh, there you go MBA yes yeah, so, or just yeah imagine if you were just doing accountancy or something and just sitting there <laughs> with the spreadsheets from like you know going through it all um but no I think it's it's a really interesting one but yeah I think it's a case of you know it's what you define service at you know is there a different could they do a different thing like you know when Prince William obviously was serving, serving with the air ambulance like that was you know, it's a different way of doing it, of serving the serving the country. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think he should have to. And again, the, the main point of it is, is you know, he's a ten year old. He's a ten year old lad at the moment. He's probably trying to, I don't know, what, what are you learning when you're ten? Oh, probably trying to be probably better trying, at football. Yeah. 
exactly probably trying to do sports and learn his times tables i don't you know let's you know let's let him focus on that for now yeah and i mean in fairness yeah we'll we'll look forward to seeing what he does as he grows up but at the moment at the moment we will enjoy him as he is and there's a lovely picture shared for his birthday another one from millie pilkington who seems to be the um the wales's photographer of the moment it's been quite a few and they're always lovely very sort of just nice and smiley quite relaxed sitting on some steps bit of checkered shirt I I mean it's an outfit that his dad could have worn at any time in <laughs> in his 40 years I think so it's uh it's just a very nice sort of cute picture and very much I guess a smart 10 year old but a 10 year old nonetheless and he looks like he could be about to run off and go get the football that is just out of shot. So we hope hope George has a lovely birthday. And there's some nice traditions that Kate likes to likes to keep to make the day special for the kids. Yeah, so this is one that kind of you know kind of comes around again every year, which is really lovely. That she often stays up really not late the night before uh, any one of her children's birthdays because she Kate stays up and makes a cake, a nice handmade cake, which I think is a really lovely, a really lovely tradition that she's uh, reportedly you know makes sure she keeps up every year. Nice uh, birthday cake, always a good thing. The time I was doing it late, I was making Welsh cakes ahead of my daughter's christening very nice that was very late at night then there was the panic in the morning when I was icing the cake and we didn't have enough ingredients and my kind sister-in-law helped (laughs) sort the whole thing out it was all a bit of a mayhem but it was a lovely time um so oh finally another important date is it's 12 years since Mike and Zara got married and brilliantly Mike um shared a picture of them Barbie and Kenified on Instagram and they look great as Barbie and Ken. It was so good. I absolutely love this picture. They, yeah, they really do, don't they? And I mean, I they have I think they're my favourites at the moment. They've they've had they've been living it up this summer. They've had a great time. And they I don't know, it's probably they've got the they've got a good seat. They're they're free to be themselves and they've got you know they've got their own credible careers that they've achieved and you get to go to all kinds of great places what more what more and you know lovely family together what more could you want really and he's done his time in the jungle so he doesn't even have to to worry about what that'll be like in the future but um, well congratulations to them 12 years together very um very top work and what are you looking forward to coming up on the royal front zoe anything exciting to look ahead to because we're just towards wrapping up and this will be this will be the last episode before (laughs) I mean unless something else happens and let's face it the way things have been over the last few years it's not beyond the bounds of possibility but we are going to give ourselves a little break and come back in in September um, and can look forward to Russell and Zoe reunited in uh, in America at some stage and lots of other royal excitement happening but is there anything that you're particularly looking forward to over the coming months? Yeah, so well, Megan's birthday, which you kind of briefly mentioned earlier before, I very rudely interrupted you to talk about Megan's outfit. I do apologise, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's Megan's birthday on Friday, so tomorrow. If you're listening to this uh, when it drops, she turns forty-two, um, and you know, obviously, just a really nice family occasion. We very rarely kind of find out exactly what they've done for their birthdays but obviously you know hopefully she'll spend some time with Archie and Lilibet and hopefully with her mum um which would be good I've actually spoken to a few of kind of our royal historians and experts um who have written for us on pieces that you'll be able to read on the mirror uh the mirror US tomorrow shameless plug there um but you know kind of what you know 
how they might spend the day. Um, Tessa Dunlop, actually, who's been on the podcast before, made the really good point that birthdays are a brilliant chance to reset. Um, I anticipate that Megan will use her 42nd birthday to take stock and look forward to projects less personal and headlines less hard-hitting, which I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, just as that case, as you said, there's an awful lot been going on. So really good for them to kind of focus and, you know, sometimes use that start of a new year just to, you know, refocus a bit and a bit of a fresh start, which is good. Um, you know, maybe some celebrations with friends, maybe a date night with Harry. That would all be really nice to see. We know he's bought us some lovely presents over the years, some kind of very lots of nice bits of bling. Um, no pressure, Harry. <laughs> no pressure. He obviously for her thirty-eighth birthday, I think it was. He got her that beautiful uh, kind of s- silver photo frame with a picture of Archie in. So yeah, hopefully that would be nice. But yeah, I think the main bits really. Looking forward to seeing if we hear anything about their trip to Balmoral as well. Obviously not Meghan and Harry, but the rest of the royal family because that's always lovely as well. Okay, well, listeners, it's time for our first summer break for we're not quite sure how many years, but. Um, We will not be going to Balmoral, but hopefully we will be doing some resetting and refreshing of ourselves and returning with new plans in September. Do check out the last week's episode if you haven't caught up with it yet about uh, what Wales, Scotland and Ireland make of the change of era and the start of the Carolian age, which still sounds a bit weird. Um, But yeah, listeners, thank you so much for being with us I've really enjoyed being back since I returned from my leave and thank you again Zoe for doing such a great job while I was off it's been lovely to catch up with you today and we look forward to catching up with you again in the autumn yeah so. thank you so much for having me sorry it's of course this is it's done the whole episode the wi-fi and now it's lost but thank you so much for having me it's lovely to be back it's been great so listeners have a great summer and a little bit longer than usual but until next time Save the king!